Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. It is Denise, and it is Friday night, March 24th, and we are here to talk about SmackDown. I'm on at an earlier time because there's no Rampage today. They're doing a special airing of Rampage tomorrow. So today we literally only have SmackDown to talk about. And um, is the stream popping up for people? Um, I'm seeing like a weird little, like I think my stream yard's not really working right now. So I hope that it's actually popping up. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, hold on, hold on, guys. Sorry. I think I'm having a little bit of some technical difficulties. What the hell? Am I on the wrong stream? Hold on one second. It's like not showing. Okay. I guess I'm on. Sorry, guys. For some reason, my stream yard is not like working on my end. So I'm sorry if um, someone says they had to close the app and reopen. Um, I don't know what's going on, but we'll just get to the show and figure it out as we go. Sorry to if anybody's having problems with uh, the stream at I think it should be okay, but it might just be on my end. So hopefully it's not too bad. Anyways, but we are here to talk about SmackDown. Like I said, Rampage is going on tomorrow. And I think this is probably going to be one of my fastest review shows ever. Literally, because when you only have one show to talk about, and there's only so much that happened on the actual show, it's only going to give us so much content to even talk about. Um, but let's get right into it, everyone. Thank you. By the way, the comments are finally coming in. Everyone's telling me it's working. Working. Um, so that's good to hear. It's just not working on my end, guys. For some reason, it's just not working on my end, but it's fine. We'll just have to, I'll just have to roll with it. Um, but let's get right into it. Let's talk about what went down today on SmackDown because um, I would say, like, for the most part, given that this is literally we're going into next week, guys, like that's it. Next week, WrestleMania weekend is officially happening. Like, that's it. We're here. And I know I keep saying that's it, but it's like, damn. I, I think, like, the last couple of weeks, I really have been feeling like WrestleMania is so far away for some reason. And then I'm realizing, like, no, it's next week, yo. yo. Like, that's it. Like, the, it's here. So um, it, it feels so weird to say that. But um, we got Raw, one Raw left, one SmackDown left, and we're going to get ready to watch two nights of WrestleMania at SoFi Stadium. I'm so excited to watch the show. I'll definitely be there. I'll be covering all the events that I possibly can for WrestleMania weekend. Um, so it's just going to be crazy on top of, you know, all the WWE events. There's going to be so many other indie events. There's GCW, The Collective. There's going to be the Impact, a New Japan show. There's the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. I mean, there are so many shows. There's WrestleCon. There's the WrestleCon Super Show. There's all these parties that people are doing. It is literally going to be a busy busy uh wrestling week that's for sure so like no matter what shows you're doing or what shows you're planning on watching uh i think we're gonna pretty much have some good i mean have some good time but this show kind of felt like honestly there was really only like two to three things that i kind of felt were like noteworthy really there was just one big thing that i was like Okay, here we go. So let's jump right into that. We might as well get into that because that's really going to be the, um, it's going to take up most of this show. And believe it or not, if I would have told you guys that going into WrestleMania 39, uh, 39 that one of the biggest or one of the, I don't want to say biggest, but it turns out to be one of the 
Okay, a storyline that you thought you weren't going to care about, a storyline that you didn't think anybody was really going to care about, ended up being something that got a legitimately good reaction. And that, my friends, I'm talking about Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. We need to talk about what went down here because I think I think that I feel very... I feel very surprised at where I was at when this whole thing started and where I'm at now with how I felt feel about this. So anyways, so we ended up getting a match between LA Knight and Rey Mysterio. Now, keep in mind, Rey Mysterio is being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and we pretty much already knew we were going to get Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, but then we also kind of thought like, okay, maybe it's going to be a tag team match. Like, where exactly are they going with this? And then we also thought that, um, well, one of the things that I talked about on the show was I thought we were probably going to get an attack at the Hall of Fame. We still might get that, which I didn't want that, to be honest. And so, but I was expecting in order for them to actually make the match between Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, that there was going to probably be some sort of attack at the Hall of Fame. And based on what they did today, I'm not really expecting now uh, an attack at the Hall of Fame. And I kind of hope we don't. And I've said this so many times, but I really do want to see like a straightforward Hall of Fame induction for Rey Mysterio. But basically what we got here for this match with Ali Knight and Rey Mysterio was we got a distraction because, of course, there was a lot of distractions tonight. I think every men's match had a distraction in, in it for today's SmackDown. So during this, we actually have two distractions. Rey Mysterio is first distracted when he when Dominic comes out, he hears his theme music and uh, Ali Knight is able to take advantage during this match during that moment. Then there's another distraction later on when Dominic Mysterio kind of gets, you know, Oh, actually, Dominic Mysterio kind of ends up costing Ray this match by uh, pulling his leg when he's about to go for the 619 on LA Knight. So he pulls the leg of Ray Mysterio to avoid him hitting the 619 on LA Knight. And this basically allows LA Knight to actually get the win on Ray Mysterio. So it, I thought it was super lame, but everything that happened afterwards ended up working out very well. So basically, what we got after the match between LA Knight and Ray Mysterio was. Dominic, so Rey Mysterio is already ready to leave. But on the outside, we had Angie, who is uh, Rey Mysterio's wife. And we had Aaliyah, Rey Mysterio's daughter. You guys know she was, you know, in a storyline. They've they've been in storylines, so you guys know them. And so, so Dominic starts getting into the face of Angie. And she starts telling him, he starts telling her how, like, you know, how does it feel to be with a deadbeat man? And, you know, she's he's bearing Rey Mysterio as a father. He's bearing Rey Mysterio as a husband. And Angie's kind of just sitting there and, you know, she's taking it. Aaliyah's taking it. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Like, this is so... This is so not real. You need to really, really like amplify this. Like you really need to have them be really angry. And right as I was thinking that we finally saw them amplify that a little bit more. Dominic continues to get into the face of his mother and he starts telling her, uh, you know, because you supported my deadbeat dad, that makes you a deadbeat mom. So then he Aaliyah gets in his in his face and she's like, like, don't talk to my mom that way. You know, she's very upset about this. And then he gets in her face and tells her like, oh, you're stupid. Like you get out of this. You're stupid. And then he tells he gets in his mom's face and he tells his mom to shut up right in her face. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, no. 
Rey Mysterio has no more excuses. None of this. I'm not going to hit my son anymore. Bull crap that he's been pulling that I've been so sick of already. Like he needs to do something like he cannot just stand there and watch his son yell at his wife, his mother, uh, the way that Dominic Mysterio was yelling at uh, his mom, Angie. So at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, Rey Mysterio better do something like he's looking, he's starting to look, you know, foolish by not doing anything. So Finally, Rey Mysterio goes up to Dominic and literally, finally, we've been waiting for this, punches Dominic Mysterio right in the face. And when I tell you guys, this legitimately got a huge pop in the audience. Like they made sure to like replay this a bunch of times. It's all over social media. Uh, you would not believe the pop that this got. And when you think about when this whole thing started and how this whole thing started, I don't think any of us were expecting for Dominic and Ray to end up getting this huge pop when Ray Mysterio finally put his hands on Dominic and finally taught him this lesson. And we've all been so frustrated with Rey Mysterio. And it's like, you finally freaking did it. Um, so anyways, this got a huge reaction. And then on top of that, Rey Mysterio officially accepts the challenge that Dominic had issued out for WrestleMania. So we are getting Rey Mysterio versus Dominic at WrestleMania. It's happening. And man... It's kind of, I think this is, I know we've talked about this before, but you know, and maybe it kind of feels a little bit like, I wonder if this is Rey Mysterio's goodbye. I know it's kind of hard, like weird to say, and we really don't know. And, but I can't help but to think like, man, you know, he's wrestling his son in the biggest stage on the same week that he's being inducted. And also, you know, in the neighboring city of where he's from, it's like, it's all kind of picture perfect tailor made for Rey Mysterio to kind of have a finale because it's all kind of aligning. And I don't want to see Rey Mysterio, you know, retire by any means, but I would not be surprised if at the end of the match we see Rey Mysterio hand his mask or, or, you know, hand his mask to Dominic to indicate that he's done. And I don't know, guys, something's telling me that with all of these things, kind of being there it just we should not be surprised if this is if something happens where this is like the last time we're seeing Rey Mysterio or like within the next couple I don't know I don't want to say within the next couple of years because that kind of defeats my prediction but I don't know guys that's kind of where I'm at right now that's a little bit of my prediction where I'm thinking like mm, I don't know things are aligning a little too well here for this to be like the perfect send-off but let's see what people um are saying about all of this here uh we got <laughs> Christopher who says if I just dis disrespected my parents like that um they would ha have hit me with the sandals and the chancla it's true though honestly it, it would not have gone on this long like we would have been completely uh we would have been completely beat by our parents like my mom would have like smashed me upside down my mom's thing like she never hit me ever but my mom would do the pulling of the ear thing where if I got in trouble she would like pull my ear and I always hate she only did it like twice but still it was like that's at least she did something though um but I never disrespected my mother the way that Dominic disrespected his father or his mother okay I have respect for my mother um but there we go um 
Oh my gosh, guys, sorry. I'm dying right now. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my throat's been messed up too. So, and my nose has been messed up. I've just been messed up all around. So now I'm just like dying on this podcast. Uh, Steven sends in his comment saying, uh, now we just need Dom's mom to come out with the chancla. It would be funny, but I don't think they do it because I think they would be too afraid of the criticism because you know, there'd be some people that would be like, oh, that's too stereotypical. You shouldn't do that. But, but I think that Latinos would find it like really freaking hilarious like if angie came out with the chancla i would be dying of laughter but i don't think they do it because i think that they think that it would come across as like poor i, I don't know i don't think they, they would feel confident in pulling off like that type of comedy and i think it would work especially because you have a huge latino audience oh my god you know what i would really like to see and i know people get really creative with their signs but it would be really funny if someone actually brought a sign with the chancla and did some sort of like joke with dominic and Rey mysterio i think that would be really really funny um <clears throat> So there you go. And for those of you who are asking what's a chancla, we got a couple people in here. Uh, that is uh, a sandal. So it's the Mexican word for a sandal. And basically the inside joke is that uh, Latino kids are always being hit with the chancla whenever they're bad. And so when you know the chancla's coming, your mom, when your mom, basically you're, if you're behaving bad, your mom will take off her chancla and she'll threaten you and be like, I will, you know, beat your ass if you don't calm down. And uh, some kids did unfortunately get beat with the chancla. So that's like the whole uh, running joke type of deal. So anyways, uh, Major Blood says they absolutely, absolutely would do that if it was in the 80s or in the 90s. Hell yeah, they would. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they definitely would. And I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't find like if they did something like that, I wouldn't find it as bad. I would find it as really hilarious. And then John Deller putting up um, that Dom is a, is a no sabo kid. <laughs> we talked about that on a previous podcast. I actually don't know what Dominic Mysterio's Spanish speaking skills are. Like, I don't know how well he can technically speak Spanish or not. I have legitimately no idea. Like, I don't know if he can get a couple words or if he's um, fluent or just a little bit fluent. I legitimately don't have any idea. But if he really wants to like piss people off at SoFi Stadium, oh, he they could have they could have so much freaking fun with like the Latino portion of this and make it like oh they could have so much fun with it if they if they kind of got brave with it. But we'll see. Um, anyways. Let's continue on from here. I think a lot of people would laugh, honestly. And everybody here in the comments is pretty much saying the exact same thing, that they would find comedy in this. I think it's comedy. Um, anyway, so that was really the, the biggest thing that happened on SmackDown today. So when I said this review is going to be short, I'm not kidding you when I tell you um, that was like the biggest thing that happened. Um, aside from that, the other big thing that happened, uh, let's get into the contract signing. That was pretty, that was kind of big too, obviously. So we had... Uh, the contract signing, signing for Sheamus, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre because this is going to be a triple threat at WrestleMania. And we are seeing Drew and Sheamus. They are not friends anymore. The Banger Bros have are no more. They are no more. And Drew is pretty much telling Sheamus, like, he's in his own way is irritated with Sheamus, kind of calling him soft, which was interesting. He didn't like directly call him soft, but he was basically insinuating it. He's telling them like, oh, you're out here on Twitter tagging me on memes like a 13-year-old girl. And I was like, yeah, Drew, I'm totally not offended by that, by the way, because I love memes. But anyways, so um, they signed the contract and Gunther is pissed off. He's getting in the face of Adam Pierce and he's telling them like justify 
why I have to defend my title against two people. Like one guy could literally defeat the other guy and I lose my title. And this was kind of funny because while Gunther is making sense, it's also like he's learning what a triple threat is for like the very first time in his life. Like this is not the first triple threat ever. Like we know the rules to a triple threat. The champion could definitely get screwed. So I did think that this was kind of funny though, that Gunther was like, you need to justify this. And so he's talking, Gunther goes off and he's like, I can beat you, I can beat you, and this and that. And then he looks at Butch and he's like, what the hell are you looking at? And Butch, because he's this maniac and it's always out of control, he literally leaps onto Gunther, leaps onto him, and they start... Um, he starts attacking him. So Gunther gets pissed and tells Adam Pierce to make this into a match. So we end up getting Gunther versus Butch. And this was okay. I definitely think if this was more of a serious, if this was presented more as a serious match, I think the caliber of the match would have been better, but it was still fine. Like it was just a, gen a they didn't put too much into it, but it was it was what it was. We ended up getting another distraction, though, and this is what I mean. We're getting a lot of distractions on today's show. We had Sheamus and Drew and Ridge Holland all fight on the outside. This caused a distraction. So Gunther was able to utilize that distraction to defeat Butch. And so, again, either you can only get so much out of a match when this is the kind of layout that we're getting. So this definitely had potential to be a way better match, but they kind of decided to go this direction with it, and it kind of felt like it really didn't mean anything um, once they put it on the actual show. So afterwards, we get a confrontation between the guys and Drew McIntyre claymores Gunther. And I'm, I don't want to see Gunther lose the title here but he definitely kind of feels like the even though he's a champion I feel like with the story they're really making him feel like he's kind of just there like he, I don't know the focus is primarily on Seamus and Drew and you know the disintegration of the banger bros and so it kind of feels like Gunther may lose at WrestleMania. I don't know, but it's just not, I'm not feeling too confident that we're going to be seeing Gunther walk out as champ. Uh, I have a feeling that it's, I, you know what? I actually think it's going to go to Sheamus. Like right now, based on what we're seeing, I have a feeling it's going to go to Sheamus, but we'll see what ends up uh, happening there. And uh, next week we are going to be seeing a coexisting match between Drew and uh, Sheamus taking on Imperium next week. So that was kind of another one of the major things that happened on the show. Another major thing that happened on SmackDown tonight, and this was the KO show with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. This closed out the show. And really this was um. This was very simple, but it was cute. They did a fun little moment where this was kind of just the introduce the new T-shirt uh, for Shop WWE. Um, that's pretty much what this segment was. So Kevin Owens basically presents a he he shows him the Kale Mania shirt, and Sammy's like, "Oh, thank you! Like that's my surprise." Because Kevin Owens had told him he had a surprise for him, and he shows him the shirt. But then he says, like, no, this is just the back of it. There's something in the front. And so he gives it to Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn looks at it. He turns it around. And prior to this, though, prior to them revealing the actual T-shirt, uh, Kevin Owens set him up by telling him, like, you know, you're getting this because you are the MVP. You are the MVP of, you know, WWE and everything that you've done, you know, the last couple of months. And this really resonated with the people because I think this is a statement that a lot of people will, in fact, agree to that Sami Zayn really was the MVP. And 
everybody's chanting MVP, MVP, and this and that. And it felt like a really like a, it felt like a very nice moment where everyone knows and agrees that Sami Zayn did his job, did his part right with Roman Reigns and should definitely be, you know, more deserving, uh, you know, in what he gets and what he's rewarded with at WrestleMania. So then finally, it's revealed that the shirt is, Wrestle Zania. So he puts the little Zane in front of the in front of the, the wording. So it makes it so it's Wrestle Zania. And I'm definitely gonna try and get that shirt for myself because that's a cool shirt. I didn't even think like I knew it was gonna be like something mania related, but I thought it was gonna be like Sammy Mania or I don't know. I was trying to think like, oh, it's probably gonna be Sammy Mania, but the fact that they did it as um WrestleZania to me, I thought it was a lot better. So that was really cool to see. So that was fun, but that was really all that uh, this necessarily was. And Sami Zayn basically hyping up Kevin Owens and telling them like, dude, can you believe it? Like after all that we've been through, like here we are and we're going to be challenging for the undisputed tag team titles at WrestleMania. So that's cool. Also on WrestleMania related notes, they did announce that uh, John Cena and Austin Theory will be the first match of WrestleMania 9 one so John Cena Austin Theory will be kicking off the show my assumption is John Cena has places to be places to go so I have a feeling that they did this probably to accommodate John Cena's schedule like that's pretty much what it felt like also shout out to Phil Lindsay who had a really hilarious tweet because he said that um, John Cena was just trying to beat traffic and I thought that was funny because LA is notorious for really bad traffic but we got a super chat here for steve from steven marchuli thank you so much to steven who says um what match do you want to main event night one i would definitely like to see i think um based on what i would consider a main event and based on what i would consider um you know a story that people were interested in it's definitely the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I actually kind of feel bad if they're not the main event. I think they should be the main event. I think the fans would react to it. Um, I think everybody would appreciate it. Like, I don't want them to not do it because I almost feel like they see it as less than. Like, doing a tag team match, for some reason, I feel like they see it as less than. And... So I don't, I mean, I don't see it that way. I don't think a lot of people see it that way. I think people just care about the story. People care about the Usos. People care about Kevin Owens. People care about Sami Zayn, especially about Sami Zayn. People especially care about the pairings of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the work that all these people have done together. So to me, that's the most interesting um <clears throat> That's the that's the most interesting match to be in a main event, obviously, aside from the night two main event that is Roman and uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, but thank you so much to Stephen Marchuli for sending in this super chat. Uh, much appreciated for you sending that in. And um, all right, so let's go ahead and press on from this. There's only a couple more things to really touch on, guys. I'm so sorry. This is really going to be a short show. Um, but after this, we did have a, um, at the top of the show. We did have a match between Cody Rhodes and Ludwig Kaiser. This was fine. This was a, uh, they gave it like a good, like over 20 minute match. And this afterwards ended up setting a match that we're going to be seeing. Um, we're going to be seen on Raw next week, Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. And I like this because this is a continuation of what we saw on Raw. We saw, Co we saw Solo Sokoa try to get Cody Rhodes with the Samoan spike and Cody Rhodes blocked it. And so, I'm really kind of liking that they're now including Solo Sokoa 
like a little bit more than they were previously. And I'm curious to see how the match is going to turn out. And I definitely do think that Cody Rhodes should just have a strong, clean finish over Solo Sokoa. I know a lot of people probably are like, oh, we got to protect Solo Sokoa. But if he's going to lose to anybody, it's going to be, it should be Cody Rhodes who's going into this big main event with Roman Reigns. So this was perfectly fine. Um, And yeah, we're getting that match on Raw. And after this, we also got a quick Charlotte Flair promo. And Charlotte basically comes out there and she's talking about how um, she loves her dad and she's never going to apologize for continuing the legacy, the greatest legacy in sports entertainment. And really, like this was a very brief promo. I didn't think it was that good, mainly because Charlotte Flair is supposed to be a baby face in this because um, Rhea's not the baby face. Like even though we all love Rhea, she's not the baby face in this. She's the heel. And it just doesn't, Charlotte just doesn't feel like a baby face. And this didn't feel like a baby face promo. And so this felt like a very heelish promo so I feel like at Wrestlemania we need to probably have like a turn I think we need to have Rhea Ripley as a baby face or it's just gonna happen like the fans are gonna be cheering for Rhea Ripley like the fans are gonna do the work when it comes to that and I I, I hope they realize that like I hope they realize the fans are gonna be rooting for Rhea Ripley I, I don't think they're gonna be rooting for Charlotte at least that's not how it feels uh how it feels and I love Charlotte as you guys know she's legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers but but I just think that she's just so much better and works so much better as a heel. It just comes a little bit more naturally because when she's a baby face, it, it comes and goes like it fades in and it fades out. It's hard to explain unless you're like really paying in, paying attention to the promos and the delivery and the tone. You can see it fade in and fade out. She's just more of a natural heel. So I do think that the crowd is going to be uh, really more so cheering for Rhea Ripley, honestly. Um, alrighty. And uh, we got people pretty much saying the exact same thing. And this is from Steven who says that Charlotte kind of turned heel on the crowd as well. She kind of did. Sass writer says Charlotte's a pretty bad baby face. It's just, it's not natural. I think she's just so good at being a heel that that's what it, it that's what it feels like. That like that's what it should be. And Zeno says, uh, what about a double turn? I I feel like it's gonna happen whether they want it or not. Whether they want it or not, I think it's going to happen. Um, all right. So after this, another thing that happened on the show was Shotzi and Natalia teaming up to take on Lacey Evans and Zia Lee. And this was a qualifying match for the uh, Women's Fatal 4-Way. And this was the most simple, simple match. It was just a couple moves here and there. Uh, Shotzi and Natalia, they get the win. And they join Liv and Raquel. And after this, they also um, reveal that Rhonda and Shayna are in the match. And so we got Rhonda and Shayna, Liv and Raquel, Shotzi and Natalia, and we got one more team, uh, TBD. Um, this is super vanilla, guys. Super vanilla in terms of there is, there's just no sizzle happening whatsoever. Turn the pot on. And, and the stove ain't burning, guys. This is very, very simple stuff that I just kind of feel is just thrown together just to get all these people a WrestleMania match. But I feel like there's just nothing to really 
grab a hold of here. Like nothing <laughs> really that this is super vanilla. So unfortunately uh, it is what it is. I really wish that they would give these stories and, you know, these competitors more substance, more story, but it's just thrown together. And that's about it. Um, I would have really liked more substance with all of this here with everything, but it is what it is. So that was pretty much that. I'm um, trying to think what else did we have that I didn't talk about. Um, I pretty much did. We talked about everything, guys. Like, literally, that was SmackDown. I told you guys this was going to be a short show. They didn't give me much to work with here. Uh, we are going to get the Andre the Giant uh, Battle Royal. And we're also going to be getting uh, Roman and Cody face-to-face -face next week as well for SmackDown. And we are going to go. I want to go through the WrestleMania card really quickly just to kind of see what we're at right now and what we have announced. Because we it's looking pretty good. Uh, we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson who says, I want Rhea to win at WrestleMania and then keep Charlotte Flair as far away as they can from the women's championship because they can't help themselves by consistently putting the title on her. And here's the thing, like, I know people get upset by that, but I'm not upset about this one in particular because Ronda Rousey was just not, not hitting the mark when it came to uh, – just, you know, doing what was interesting on the show. It just wasn't happening. And so for me, I didn't hate, like to me, Charlotte Flair defeating Ronda Rousey kind of felt like this huge, like relief, like this huge relief where we're like, okay, we're finally going to do something here. But unfortunately there, when there isn't very much, when there isn't really anybody else to really do anything with that was it, it was really felt like the only option the only option and even for the challengers it didn't really feel like there were very many challengers for uh, charlotte flair and thankfully you know we were in a period where we were leading into wrestlemania so we basically had you know this rhea ripley situation come about and so it took up you know a lot of that time but in between then we weren't really getting charlotte like in all of these matches like we really weren't getting that and so it just kind of shows a little bit of how uh slim the options are for credible challengers and credible matches on the smackdown women's division so we you know we and this has been a topic now for god for months now at this point so anyways that's where we're at with this one here and i feel bad i don't want to keep charlotte flair as far away from the women's championship i would definitely still keep her in that picture but i would you know i would put put a huge pause on maybe having her be champion again till you know, a good amount of time. I think it's time to start seeing um, some new faces, some new women, you know, get some opportunities there. Uh, but again, it has to start from them being built up from the very beginning. But when you're doing stuff like what we were getting earlier with the women's match, there's only so much you can do. Like, you know, nobody cared about, um, Lacey Evans and Zia Lee and Shotzi and Natalia like it didn't like one of these like they should be building them up to especially like people like Shotzi and because well I'm looking at this and I'm thinking okay well they should just be building up people in general to um you know get to those spots to get to the try and get them to those Charlotte Flair levels but right now it's just not happening so um it's kind of like that was the only, really the only option. But I was happy when Charlotte Flair took the title from Ronda Rousey. I was. I really was. It felt needed. Uh, Sheldon, thank you so much for the super chat, guys. And sorry to everybody. I'm dealing with 
a bunch of stuff right now. <laughs> I'm dealing with a bunch of stuff. This is the downfall of Denise. And tomorrow's my debut on Busted Open. And I have a runny nose. I can't breathe. Oh, my God. I'm falling apart. Oh, this is terrible. Brandon Rosen sends in a super chat saying, it's too bad that there are uh, are no stakes for these four-way tag showcase matches. Exactly. And I mentioned this on the Raw post show, but I thought this was going to be like a number one contendership type of thing. Um, Because when they made the match announcement, I didn't see it when they made the match announcement. So I originally thought that they were going to be getting a number one contendership, but I guess not. I guess I was wrong. And I hope they can still add it. I don't see why not. I mean, they should add it. They should make it like a number one contendership or something. You know, give it a little something. Uh, delayed Gratson's in a super chat saying um, Cody is really showing how great he is. He looked very solid as a future champ versus uh, Kaiser uh, Ludwig Kaiser Ludwig. Uh, it was no Omega versus Vikingo, but still a great match. Hey man, there's a far and few in between matches that are going to be Omega and Vikingo. Uh, man, I had such a great time. If you guys want to watch, uh, if you guys missed my AEW Dynamite post show, go check that one out, seriously, because that one was uh, doing good numbers and uh, also God, it was just a good time to actually sit and talk about Omega and Vikingo, so I had a really good time. And also, damn, like, freaking uh, you know, Tony announcing Vikingo for, um, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. I was like, damn, okay. We're getting things going. This is good. Vikingo's going to be busy as hell. Like, he's got so many bookings for WrestleMania. Um, I've already seen him, like, on so many, like, card announcements. Uh, Steven sends in a super chat saying, good luck tomorrow on Busted Open. You got this. Yeah, hopefully. I'm hoping that overnight that I don't have to be, like, you know, with the sniffles. That's just terrible. Oh, my God. Like, it couldn't happen at a worse timing, by the way. But I've been, you know... I did the sinus relief thing, the thing that you put up your nose and it kind of made things worse. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I thought this was going to help me. Like my voice is better now, but now it's just my nose. So it's like every day it's something new, but whatever, just roll with it. Um, thank you so much to Jared who says better get some rest. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Um, also uh, really quickly. So, I mean, the WrestleMania card guys, we already have what 13 matches announced for night one. We already know we're getting Austin theory and John Cena opening up the show for the U S title. We're also going to be getting Seth, Ra Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. And then uh, night two, obviously Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns for the other matches. We still don't know what night they're going to be on, but we got Charlotte and Rhea, Bianca and Asuka, Brock and Omaz, Gunther, Drew, Sheamus. We got the women's six woman tag. Uh, we got Edge and Finn. We also got the women's uh, WrestleMania showcase match, the men's WrestleMania showcase match, the uh, tag team match, the Usos against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and then Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. So it's pretty, it's looking pretty good guys. Honestly, there's a lot of good stuff where um, whichever way they, you know, cut the cheese it's gonna be a good show for both night one and night two so i'm looking forward to that next week i am going to be doing a prediction show on my youtube channel on tuesday um so you guys can check that out and then if you haven't already head on over to youtube.com slash denise salcedo i just did an interview with powerhouse hobbs and that interview the way that it came about is really funny all because powerhouse hobbs decided to play a rib on me and it worked i believed it and we talk about this right at the start of 
of the interview. And uh, then we go right into it, guys. We talk about him becoming TNT champion. Please check that interview out. Give it some love because I'm trying to get those numbers up so that I can get more uh, interviews with AEW talents and just, you know, get some more good content for the channel. Uh, so please head on over there, leave a comment, give it a like or something. Uh, any sort of boost will really help it out. Um, really, it will help it out tremendously. And then also keep an eye out because all of my WrestleMania content, literally, like this is the week, will be going up um, in the next couple of days. So it's going to be crazy. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm sorry this was a short podcast today, but at least we got everything we needed to talk about in regards to SmackDown. Tomorrow, Rampage. Make sure you guys check it out. And then um, that's pretty much it, everybody. I hope you guys have a good weekend, and I will see you guys um, back here for WrestleMania coverage next week. Bye, everyone.